his library. Confound it, madam, my language is most controlled. I say we take off and nuke the entire siphon order. It's the only way to be sure. In a thousand years, Gondahar was destroyed. A thousand years ago, Gondahar will be saved. The spice extends life. Silent breed is people! Welcome, listener, to Star Crashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. And in this episode, we'll discuss why Star Wars is so great. And we are, of course, talking about the first one from 1977. My name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So, Linnea, a little bonus in this episode before we get into Star Wars is that we used a, um, let's call it a service or a something you can feature. do feature yes yeah. exactly uh, within the app uh, disney plus and uh, we we, tr- we tried it out for the first mm-hmm. time both of us uh, we had some hiccups but we'll also have this as a sort of a, sm- a small part in just like discussing if we thought it worked uh, pros and cons and if we recommend uh, the listener to use it as well or try it out at least if, if they uh, are uh, using the service that is disney plus so I think we'll do that in the closer to the end, but just wanted to yeah. put it out there. So Star Wars, iconic. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yes, you cannot <laughs> escape it, nor might no. you want to, honestly. So, uh, <laughs> but why did we why did we choose to to watch Star Wars? I mean, it has been done to death by now. We haven't. Uh, talked a lot about Star Wars, I think, in the past. But um, why did we choose to watch it, and why? What might we have planned in the in the future? Well, I think there were actually two reasons, uh, at least as far as I remember, <laughs> things that we chose to to uh, watch Star Wars, and that we decided to watch it now. Um, I think first of all, it was after um, the release of Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. You know, mm. we. I, at least I was sending messages to you, and you know about the, how I have opinions on these <laughs> films. <laughs> uh, and I said, "Well, well, maybe we should bring it up on the, yeah. on the podcast sometimes." We don't usually, you know, as our intro says, we don't usually talk about films yeah. after the year two thousand. But Star Wars being Star Wars, we sort of, oh, well, we can make an exception and mm. maybe bring up the new trilogy at some point. Um, and then we were also talking about, well. Uh, what Christmas film are we going to watch this year? Because we usually try to do some some holiday-themed uh, movie around December. Yeah. And we thought, well, let's watch Star Wars Holiday Special because that's a <laughs> classic, question mark. You know, the family favorite around this time of year. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then I said, well, let's watch them in order. And, you know, technically a holiday special is the second Star Wars film. And exactly. before that, we wanted, yeah, we wanted to, to uh, <laughs> sort of put a check mark on uh, the first one, which is uh, A New Hope. Yes. Um, and to have it fresh in our mind going into exactly, the holiday special. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Laying the foundation so you really appreciate holiday special, which I haven't seen before. I've only seen like, you know, the famous clips here and there and longer segments mm. and so. But I, I know what I'm in for. 
and I am terrifyingly excited about it. <laughs> that, that's a good way of describing yeah. it, yes. yes. <laughs> so this now, this episode, we are going to talk about Star Wars. And where, where do we even begin? It is, it is part of, of culture. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes. It's ingrained. I, I, this kind of storytelling is ingrained in us, I think, by now. And it's, it's just so. It, I mean, I even find it hard to even know where we should start with this beast. <laughs> <laughs> where would you want to start? Well, I'm thinking we should maybe start and, and talk about our relationship to the Star Wars yeah. franchise. Um, you know, how did we enter mm. into the fandom to begin with um, you know I, I, I maybe wouldn't say that I'm really a member of the Star Wars fandom mm. that much but I mean I do like Star Wars mm. so you know to some extent I am mm. part of that um, but obviously both of us are younger <laughs> than <laughs> this film we were born several years afterwards um, I was born in 1990 and I think you were a year older than me or a year younger I don't remember 92 <laughs> Ah, yes. two years younger. Yes, <laughs> but you know, uh, we're nine. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's fun that we can actually say that we are decades younger than Star Wars. Exactly, exactly. We're both nineties kids. And, yes, uh, you know, when uh, when we were kids, it was you know, uh, I remember my dad watched these on television. It was sort of like, oh, you're watching an, an old film. You yes. know, yes, <laughs> that was even sort of then the, the, <laughs> the very first impression. Um, but then later on, you know, you got into um, sci-fi mm. as a genre, sci-fi books and sci-fi movies and TV shows. And, you know, Star Wars was such a big thing of that. So um, you, of course, you had to watch them. And of course, you, 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 I don't think maybe we were quite as blown away by Star Wars as people who watched it who watched it in 77 was mm. because you know we, we didn't really get that first-hand experience mm. but it was still you know still watching star wars even in, in the 90s was still this epic experience of just oh that was such a great adventure you know yeah uh, because star wars films even when they're bad and of course granted i haven't seen holiday special but <laughs> even when some of the others that i haven't liked they've never been boring you know mm, uh, they're always they're always just fantastic a fantastic world to explore mm. um it, and it, it has its own style you know i i think so much of the star wars identity comes from just the look of it, you know, oh, the yeah. architecture and the, the fashion designs and oh. everything, you know. Mm. And it's just so... It sticks with you in a way that I think few other movies or franchises mm. does. Um, um, but I will also say that uh, I reckon that the first time I watched the films, I saw the one of the remastered versions mm. I don't know which one um, <laughs> maybe like a, a home video VHS remaster whatever mm. I know there's several versions I don't know which one it was but I didn't watch the quote unquote original the mm. theatrical release so you know I don't have those <laughs> feelings about oh well they changed this 
and this is now you know it's now Hayden Christensen instead of the original actor at the end of episode six and I'm just like you know I I don't actually remember the first version so I don't care that they changed it you know it's (laughs) yeah I don't have I don't have that close of a relationship to it I don't get upset over those things um Uh, I mean that whole like which version I feel like it's so it's so muddy and it's so it's so on on a level of detail that I'm not interested in, really. Mm. Um, and I can beat that with a lot of things. Like, it can be fun to get into details about certain things. But at the same time, I think it's better to maybe know that there are more than one version. Mm. Like, for mm. example, I, I, like as we were... Um, we were using Messenger, not Disney+, Plus, <laughs> which we'll get into <laughs> uh, <laughs> as we were watching this. And I was like, oh, I wonder which wor- version this is. Because uh, and by that, I just meant like, is, is this going to be the one with the added 90s uh, CGI to it or not? And that's mm. the only sort of different version uh, that I have in my head. And also I've had the, uh, uh, there was a DVD version like 15 years ago, maybe or so, that had two versions in it. One with mm. the animated and one without. And I just continuously looked at the uh, one without. Um, mm. So uh, that was... But, 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 but it was the animated one that was available on Disney+. And I've... You know, it was fine. So, so who cares? It's still Star Wars whether or not you watch one version or the other. I think that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes yeah. I don't know what I'm getting at I start talking and then I end up someplace and I'm like yeah that's that sounds fine <laughs> I'll stop there yeah. um, but I you... think people who have uh, listened to our podcast before know that we can ramble when, yeah. we, when we get on <laughs> when we feel like it we do ramble it's our safe space we do what we want with it we're the interior decorator of our own safe space okay <laughs> deal with it uh, but yeah Star Wars um I, man, I cannot remember time when I haven't seen Star Wars, I almost said. But it, it is one of those movies that was always on one of the three channels available when we were kids. Mm. Yes, you heard that right. Anyone who lives outside <laughs> of maybe certain countries. Uh, three, three channels in the 90s. And this was one of those that, you know, at least once a year you could see Star Wars. And uh, just fond memories of that. Uh, especially like watching it with my dad, maybe like a, a bit, a little bit older, but still a kid, like mm. and him, him discussing certain things and just you know, it's just nice memories of that. Mm. And um, I will, I will mention two things here, which, which is how, uh, how, how Star Wars was kind of a big thing in my life. Like I, I, I really enjoy it, or I really did when I was younger. Let's say. Uh, and that is that I still have a a cut a, a cutout like from a newspaper of Anakin Skywalker oh. <laughs> in my in my wallet. I've had it. <laughs> I'm serious. I've had that thing since I was 14 in my wallet because I had a huge crush on uh, Hayden Christensen. I want to watch those movies a lot. Uh, <laughs> fair, 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 fair. Yes fair and and then when i graduated you know when when you graduate at least this is the thing in sweden like when you graduate high school 
everyone, like your family always has, uh, usually have a sign and maybe it's mm. you as a baby, maybe it's uh, a pentagram, I don't know, something that represents <laughs> you and there's usually something. Usually not pentagrams, usually. but fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you for setting facts right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and my my lovely sister and her now husband made a a Darth Vader sign that said Aww. you have served the empire well and they had hooked up a little uh, Sony Walkman uh, mobile phone <laughs> with tiny head head uh, um, sound devices that that uh, had the empire uh, soundtrack to it you know da, 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 da. it was fantastic and i still have it around yeah so I like Star Wars, <laughs> let's, let's say, yeah. and, uh, and uh, that was a bit e- that yeah. <laughs> memories. Even for, for even for us, for us '90s kids, it was a big thing, and it was a big impact on us. And yes. and uh, yeah. people around us might have noticed sometimes that it was a big thing. <laughs> so why is Star Wars great? Well, I think it was just, you know, it was it it did the right thing at the right time. You know, it hits. It hit a note of, of something that was needed at that time, you know. Um, because when I think back to the other films from the 1970s, like Damnation Alley, for example, that we watched earlier mm-hmm. in the podcast, it's not at all the same kind of adventure. It's not the all, at all the same kind of, you know, hopeful, heroic film. Um, mm. And, and this, the, you know, there's... I mean, pe- people maybe complain sometimes, and I'm not talking about Star Wars in particular here, I'm talking about movies and literature in general, that maybe this hero's journey concept slash trope that mm. often reappears, that maybe it's been overdone a little bit, and maybe, you know, you need to sort of deconstruct it a little bit. But I think sometimes you really need that, because there's something just so wish-fulfilling about it, you mm. know? I mean, I I don't have delusion about myself ever being hero in that kind of mm. a tale, but I can still sort of dream about it. And I think that's, um, you know, sometimes you just need to go see a film like that, <laughs> that isn't more complex than than just oh heroes doing heroic stuff and the good guys win. Um, you know, it it's not a great s- s- statement on anything really, but yeah, it's, you need you need those tales, you know. Um, they're they're timeless um, for a reason. Absolutely. I mean, you could compare this to like a tale about a knight uh, which succeeds in, in bringing down the dragon and saving the princess and the kingdom will be fine in the end, you know. It, it, mm. is, it is kind of eternal in a way. And it, like you say, it, it's not really uh, challenging. It's it's not making any great statements, but at the same time you can absolutely read into things. Oh yeah, sure. And sure. and just you know go out from the from the cinema or roll off your couch and just feel like, yeah, when people put their mind to things <laughs> and they try <laughs> to be good people, you can you can you can do wonderful things. You can topple horrible governments <laughs> <laughs> and and uh you know uh th- things like that so it is it is it is timeless and i mm. also think that star wars i mean let, let's compare it briefly to a movie i think it was maybe this year that we watched uh battle no it was last year battle beyond the stars mm. uh, which is an absolute star wars ripoff but yes 
as it is a ripoff, it could be successful as that. I mean, plenty of movies are absolute ripoffs and are good movies. And and Battle Beyond the Stars, which tries to do everything that that Star Wars does, and it just it just cannot hit um, hit the notes and everything like that. So I feel like um, Star Wars just manages to blend a bunch of things and it mm. comes out as a great smoothie and if you've ever tried to make a smoothie with good things that sound good in theory like for example pear ginger and lettuce <laughs> and it turns out like shit and I should know because I've tried that and it, it <laughs> I couldn't eat ginger for a year and I'm not exaggerating oh, yeah. This is many years ago, but I was I was smoothly traumatized. I can tell you, do not do it, kids. It's just don't do smoothies. Don't do green smoothies. Who cares? Just eat your vegetables on the side. I am. I am. This is the most controversial I will be in this episode. <laughs> sure. 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 Let's pretend I believe that. Yes. Let's see. Let's see as we get into things. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think you absolutely have a point there. Um, Better Beyond the Stars, if we're going to go back to that. Mm. It, it's one of those movies. It has a great concept. You know, it's it's an adventure in the same vein as Star mm. Wars. Um, and it has great, uh, you know, as I remember, great sort of uh, costume designs and absolutely. everything. Um, Big but actors. Where I think, yeah, yeah. Mm actors too but the way i think better beyond the, the stars failed was in script and cinematography which mm. was just sort of lackluster mm. um not 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 disastrously bad but but lackluster is is how i would describe it while star wars especially now that i was re-watching it i was just sort of oh my god this is such a quotable film yeah you know there's so many memorable quotes and you know some are really famous and some are maybe Mm. less famous but it was just so so many of those moments and that is i think what makes a lot of films rememberable uh when when you have those moments like oh that's a really iconic sentence there and it's gonna it's gonna be immortalized Mm. because people are gonna say it all the time (laughs) yeah and i think it's also like quotability also comes from the lines being um, concise if i'm using that word correctly like there Mm. are there it's not it's not a super flowery and superfluous movie if that makes sense like the the dialogue is very like this is the problem this is how we're gonna talk about it here's a joke like it's very it's mm. it's not it's not going out on too many side tracky things like it's trying to really stay to the point and stay true to the characters and not muddy things and and sort of throw in a bunch of red herrings uh and mm. things like that yes. I, I think it's very i think it's very economic yeah yeah, yeah. there's know. there's uh, yeah i know i i understand completely what you're saying there's surprisingly little exposition in the film yeah. um which i mean considering they're building up a whole new universe when really nothing mm. is as we know it um that's actually a really good job yeah. <laughs> because i mean looking back at some some films and also some books that i've read in the sci-fi genre and even you know other genres some creators, some authors or, or directors or, or scriptwriters sometimes go a little bit overboard with that exposition. You know, it's it's yeah. sort of, oh, you're telling us, not showing us, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Uh, while, I, while I think Star Wars actually really 
balances that really well. You know, there's some exposition, like when they talk with, yeah, with Obi Wan Kenobi, and he's sort of talking about, oh, I knew your father long ago, etc., etc. That's a little bit of that, And, and yes, I think creating a whole new universe like Star Wars does, you can't really do that without a little bit of exposition. You need a little bit of that explanation in the film mm. uh, for it to, to, to flow on well, I think. Uh, but there is surprisingly little of it and I think there is a lot... There's a lot of things that are you know, sort of explained almost automatically you mm. know I, don't, I can't think of a good example right now but but just things that the the viewers automatically understand due to how it's presented mm. uh, rather than how it's it's ex- or described in the film you know verbally um yeah I... and, and yeah and, and also i think some things that other creators might have over-explained Star Wars doesn't explain all mm. because it doesn't need to be explained. Mm. Like, for example, um, we have the sand people in here. They're never really explained that much, mm. but it doesn't need to be. Mm. They're just some aliens on a planet, and that's what we expect. <laughs> like, yeah. like we, 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 we see them, and we think, oh, they're aliens, and that's all we need to know is to sort of understand the, what they are doing in the film. Um, yeah, and, and another aspect where I think Star Wars is doing like just enough of, of something is its influences from from fantasy and that sort of like we we mentioned previously, like this so the sort of almost night tale esque um feeling to it. Like for example we watched Excalibur um mm. oof, was that this year? No, I think that was oh, last no. year. 2020 is... Yeah, 2020 has been a long year. But I think Expandly was 2019. Yeah. It feels like that, yeah. (laughs) But you can can kind of trace certain things there from from just like how Excalibur is as a tale. Uh, Mm. Not from necessarily the movie Excalibur, but just like um, King Arthur and everything. There Mm. are things that feel very fairy fairy or fantasy tale-like. And and I think it's doing it really well in this as well. Like it's again, it's this it's this really simple story of a farm boy who gets his head into something that is really complicated. But because of his skill or his like, uh, you know, how he's mentored by someone else, and it, it, and he just finds himself in that. And it's so it's it's done in so many fantasy. <laughs> books where it's I, I think it's like almost like a joke <laughs> yeah I've, in some cases yes. i feel like I've, I've read many of those <laughs> oh yes the sheep sheep boy let's let's go <laughs> oh the old uh, old bearded man who will tell him all yeah uh, whatever i'm rambling mm. again but um uh it, it is it is picking from a lot of things and it is doing it in a really good way i think um, but let's also give it up to, as you talked way before, like costuming and, and uh, sets, because mm. Star Wars also shines in this regard, I think. Absolutely. You can, you can really send, get a sense of a story from the costumes. Uh, and so many of those costumes have become iconic because of how good they are i mean princess leia's outfit uh, outfit <laughs> <laughs> princess leia's outfit 
that she has for the majority of the of the movie is so brilliant because it's so simple but yet it tells a story about her of how she is like it's it's a simple dress but it's still very well cut but she can move about it freely but it's still like it's still a dress it still looks regal in a way and there's just a lot of that going on as well it doesn't get bogged down in maybe too much of the pretty things which you know i love but sometimes you need to dial it back (laughs) just sometimes well yeah i mean uh, i think later films in the star wars franchise has um evolved the star wars aesthetics Mm more and more with each installment really um like for example the you know the last jedi is really playing up um the first order and in extension mm. the empire as mm. being you know quote unquote nazis yeah. um and that is not that that sort of symbolism is not quite as clear in star wars a new hope but i think you can still see sort of you know a little bit traces of it even here and i think that's that's really neat in how they um well designed the whole thing really you know how mm. how much of the star wars language how 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 it how the movie is speaking to the audience is through the designs of costumes mm. and set designs etc etc you yeah. know there's so much so much going on there um that is just um so fantastic to experience absolutely because when it comes to if we're just like talking costumes there is if you can sort of get a grasp of of the world and sort of the uh let's say hierarchy between people and uh, a grasp of maybe the character even though it might just be an extra in the in the kind of periphery then then you have really done a good job with it 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 shouldn't be something that you're constantly thinking about uh, some movies can be kind of jarring when it comes to costume because it's like that person is wearing that kind of outfit and that person is wearing that kind of outfit and they're supposed to be on the same level but it looks it looks weird or mm. maybe when time era like this for example is absolutely a thing if you're watching like historical movies but even in oh the witcher for example i think we might have talked about this in a previous episode but how how that thing is there are a couple of excellent costumes in it um i'm talking about the television the netflix television series but because of how the garments are like how the silhouette is the world just doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense and it's super jarring if if you're someone who is a little bit in tune with that Mm. And it can just sort of take you out of 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 the uh, of the scenes and, and and even the world building in a way. So even though the costume on its on its own might look good, but when you put them together and they're trying to make sense in a world, and you're just like, I I can't read <laughs> this word, mm. <laughs> I can't mm. interpret it. If I ended up in this world, I'd be confused. Like, who do I speak to? Who is <laughs> who is? top dog here i don't <laughs> you know whereas in star wars it is it is very well constructed and i think it's it it's getting uh it's it's even getting better at that as the movies go on uh as much hate as the the uh early oos <laughs> movies <laughs> i don't know what to call that era but uh the prequel trilogy thank you but those yeah. costuming there is absolutely fantastic 
and I know it's been praised for that before and I will just you know join that crowd because it is also very well done so yeah I mean I don't know if we will get to the prequel trilogies sometime later in the podcast but um I will say this right now that Padme is a style icon and oh. I will stand by that <laughs> absolutely I have only I have only one costume complaint that I f- remember fiercely and mm-hmm. that is her BDSM style dinner dress and I know oh, I'm not I... I know I'm not the only one on this <laughs> so it's not like I I'm don't remember that one I will look it up it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not I even think I do not quote you me on this but I think it was like in one of the extra materials for for, for that uh, I think it was the number ah. two movie yeah um, mm. and it's I think George Lucas kind of was the one who who made the calls on that outfit and oh it's bad it's bad because Mm. again it doesn't make sense for her as a character to me at least so it's like Mm. what the what is she wearing (laughs) i don't think she'd wear this who put it on her um That's a that's a story for another time, exactly. I think. Yeah, uh, to go into <laughs> into detail about that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I absolutely see your point of how um, you know costumes can tell so much about mm. the world, um, and I think I mean you you are more into fashion than I am, and you you know know more about fashion than I do. But I still think on some subconscious mm. level, I'm I'm still sort of reading the same things uh, about mm. you know. Mm. I may not actively notice it, but I at some subconscious level, I still notice when things are either coherent or incoherent yes. in 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 uh, costumes or or other kinds of designs. Because they they have to be to <laughs> make sense. Yeah, that's the thing. Like good good costume, you almost don't notice that it's good. You know, like it's mm, so just mm. it just works, <laughs> mm. and it is so conscious. And I feel like a lot of things. Like if you if you think about uh, costume, and you think about like maybe vehicles in a in a world building setting, and Absolutely. and rooms yes. and things like that. Like we all, we all read that in our everyday life. We we read these signs and symbols and and um, things all around us every day, and we do the same with movies. So mm. we 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 can we can pick up <laughs> when something might be off. Getting back to Star Wars, it it, it manages very well in this <laughs> regard. I think. Mm. I mean, let's not you know it, it does look seventies, but I think it it looks seventies at its best. Absolutely. Um, I mean, like I said, if we're going to compare this to to Damnation Alley from the same year, which yeah. we watched for the podcast earlier um, uh, or previously, uh, this looks so much more modern than Damnation oh, yeah. Alley. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, because it's just it it's just it succeeds with the the uh, the ideas that it's aiming for in um, in that regard. Yes. Well, um, do we want to address the Dark One, the Darth Vader? The Darth. The Darth. Yes. <laughs> I don't we know have, why I did that. Yeah. <laughs> we have the Dolph and the Darth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the unholy duo. <laughs> 
Um, so we are recording this episode uh, quite a bit beforehand, before it's going to be yes. published. And uh, quite by accident, it happened that we are recording this at the same day mm. that the actor David Prowse has passed away. Uh, and he is, of course, the one that played Darth Vader in the original trilogy. And this is... Very, very sad news. <laughs> I mean, yeah. even though we never see his face in these films, um, except in episode six, if you watch the, the yeah. theatrical version, um, he has such a huge impact on on these films and why they are so immortalized today mm. in pop culture. Um, you know, just like you mentioned, the, the Imperial March, the music is just mm, Darth Vader and, mm. you know, his mask and his voice and his lines and everything is just, it's iconic, all of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And let's not like underestimate body language because that's mm. the part that Prowse stands for, let's say. Like that's mm. his, um, that's his um, contribution to Star Wars. And he he does really command the room. Uh, but at the same time, because Darth Vader isn't like top dog or anything in Star Wars, he is under, oh, I'm forgetting the name of, of um, Tar- Tarkin. Yes. Tarkin, yes. thank you. Like, like they are, they are almost partners in crime here, but Tarkin <laughs> pulls the shots. Like Darth Vader is a is a henchman to the the the, the Dark Lord that we will get <laughs> intimately familiar with in all the coming movies because we just <laughs> cannot let that thing die. Uh, I mean, it it has to be so hard to act in a suit like this where your facial yeah. expressions will not be visible. Yeah. Um, but he does such a great job of it, you know. You know, his sort of majestic walk, you know, accompanied by yes. the Imperial March is just, mm, it's splendid. Like big strides, not tiny steps here, like big strides into the room. Just like, almost like a wolf, almost like, I don't know, some sort of animal that is not hesitant about what it's mm, doing. Mm. Um, but that's the thing also, also, like this movie, I mean, in seven years, we can have a 50 year celebration of it, which is just... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of insane. <laughs> yeah, but it stands the test of time. Absolutely. But uh, is there anything else regarding why Star Wars is great that you, you feel like we haven't really discussed so far? Um, well, I do think we also need to address the music of the mm. film, uh, which is also one of those timeless iconic things that um every single person i imagine even people who, who are not fans of star oh, wars sure. will recognize when they hear it for um, sure it's uh, it's it's quite amazing and even i mean i've i've listened to some of the pieces that inspired the star wars soundtrack and i would say that i think in some regards the star wars soundtrack is maybe a little bit derivative um you know if you listen to for example uh, holes the planets you know that that's uh, sweet mm-hmm. um but i don't think that is a negative thing <laughs> because the results are so great and it fits the movie so well uh i don't really mind that uh he, he yeah. took some clear inspirations from from pieces so um i'm very very happy with how things turned out 
Absolutely. And also, I think there is something to it that um, a certain type of, of movie, like let's say an adventure movie of this kind, it mm. kind of needs to have music from other types of similar movies because then as an audience we kind of know what to feel it sounds weird when i say it but like we know what to feel like it it emotes to us in the right way so even though it it's derivative it might it maybe even should be if if that makes sense yeah yeah i absolutely see what you're saying i mean if we're talking um, you know, filming techniques, you know, cinematography, there, there are certain sort of standards that mm. are reused in, in films of similar kinds all over, yeah. uh, all, all the time, because it, it has been, uh, you know, cemented in, in the viewers' minds that this kind of shot tells this thing. Yeah. Um, and, and I think now that we are so far into film history, you can't really get rid of those standards because no. they're so, it's such a foundation at this point. Yes. And at the same, in the same way that cinematography can have the, that, that kind of language, I think the music can also have that kind of language. And uh, like you say, it's, I think maybe some films should have some of that. Um, yeah. Because, because it's, it, it's a, it's a, it's a tool, it's maybe even a shortcut at some point for the filmmakers to say to the audience, this is what this scene is, this is what yeah. we want you to feel, etc. Um, Absolutely, and, uh, and and I don't, I mean, Star Wars isn't trying to be avant-garde, really. No, I don't know no. if maybe the intentions were other than what maybe the, the result was, I can't possibly tell, but... I mean, they could have gone a super, for the time, modern route. Let's say they were just, like, having an artist going ham on a synth a la person with a, with a guitar in Dead Man, you know. They could, have, they could have went that route. Thank God they didn't. <laughs> Thank God they didn't. Yes. Uh, yeah, so before we... I, because I feel like we can get to the, the last the last thing in this episode and that is the, the disney plus situation uh i will just mention one thing <laughs> that i want to bring up because as we've mentioned before we're both swedish and we live in sweden we just talk in english because why not so <laughs> a fun little swedish connection that i would like to bring up um that we have with star wars let's say is that the the necklace that princess leia wears at the very last you know ceremony scene uh, it's actually designed by a Swedish uh, jewelry designer called uh, Björn Wikström. And there is a bunch of futuristic, for the time, let's say, <laughs> <laughs> and going forward from, from the 70s, absolutely, that is very futuristic looking and, and Star Wars looking, which is uh, it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, I think. Yeah, and that necklace yeah, is really gorgeous. Cool. And there are a bunch, or there are a few iterations of it that have sort of different formations of the mm, uh, mm. squares let's say and and uh, they're all beautiful check it out learn cool. a bit of jewelry history maybe <laughs> i don't know that's something i do once in a while so maybe you do that too <laughs> so disney plus yes. disney plus streaming watch it together situation yeah group watch or whatever they yes were calling I, yes it. group yeah. watch that was the name 
and, and we we tried it out and it was fairly simple to set it up so i mm. started the group watch and then sort of invited you on messenger and then you mm. just pressed the link and i think you maybe signed in possibly yeah yeah, yeah. um i had the, the the issue at first for me was that when i pressed the link in a messenger chat it opened in the web browser on the phone mm. which i wasn't signed into and i wanted it to open it through the the app on my phone which i am signed into so i had ah. to to um change that setting and then it worked um but but that that was just a sort of <laughs> how I had things uh, set up on my phone. Absolutely. I don't reckon. I I I, I don't think uh, most people would have that problem. Yeah, it it might but, differ yeah. differ. Yeah, yeah. On, yeah, yeah. But once we got all that working, you know, it was fine. Yeah, and it was in sync the entire time. There was no like mm. hiccups, uh, unless for one at one point I needed to like stop casting, like Chromecasting, and then get mm. back into the cast. And that I sort of ended up being thrown out of the group watch altogether but I I don't think I even told you because I was just like okay I can't do anything with the group watch thing but we're still in sync so it's fine (laughs) but I will say the only thing that was available as a communication in this group watch uh, Mm. thing was smileys six of them six of them none really conveyed exactly what I was feeling uh, I, no. I I want I want to be able to use all of the smileys. I feel like. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, uh, you had you had your your regular one that is just a sort of small smile. smile. Yeah, <laughs> small, smile. small smile. We we'll call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you have your laughing emoji and your crying emoji and your angry emoji. Yes. And there was one that I didn't quite understand. It was a winky emoji, but it had like stars around it. And I was just like, when do I want to send this one? No, is it, is it, what is it conveying? Like what, yeah. what's the uh, emotion? I don't know. I didn't get that one. No. Um, <laughs> but, but regardless of, of which emojis was on it, uh, we couldn't really send any to each nope. other. Um, nope. It froze the, the emojis froze up for me yeah. in the beginning, uh, and then I had I al- I was also casting through Google Google Chromecast, mm-hmm. um, so I had to restart the cra- the casting, and then um, the the emojis started working again. But then you had problems with them that froze yep, up for froze, you, yes. <laughs> and then later on they they froze up for me also again a second time, and I think um, I don't know if you got them to work again or. Just, no, no, no. I got no. I got thrown out. Like it froze, and ah. then I got thrown out of the, of the sort of group watch, and and then I just I was just like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know mess around with the Chromecast situation, and Linnea will have mm. to have another one of those replay like the last five seconds and things like mm. that. So mm. I'll just let it be. <laughs> so. For me, at least, it was a, a lukewarm experience when it comes to the technology of it. Uh, I think I, I appreciated that it didn't really, you know, there was no fault with the whole sync, and mm. we were watching the same thing at the exact same th- time, so that worked. Yes, yes. But kind of a lukewarm thing for me. Yeah, it would have been really nice that if the the emojis, the smileys had worked, uh, even though there were very few of them, it would because if if we pushed the the smileys, they would turn up on the screen with the film, so you wouldn't have to to uh, you know yeah 
turn your, your eyes down to your phone to see it, uh, which would have been really nice. Oh, yeah. Um, because, I mean, the, the reason we were doing this is because, well, you know, it's fun to watch films together. And this yeah. is the way you can watch films together in yeah. 2020. Uh, and, and living of... several, several, <laughs> several miles apart. <laughs> that too, that too. Uh, um, and of course, when you watch a film together, you want to talk about it. Uh, well, at least we do, because we're doing a podcast about yeah. it. Um, so it, would, it, it was nice, but it was also... Um, how should I say? It can be a little bit distracting if you have the chat oh, yeah. or, or or and the movie on different screens. Uh, I think in this case it worked fine because we had both seen the films before and we yeah. were, it was familiar to us. Uh, but if it had been a completely new film to us, I think it it would couldn't have, been, have done uh, maybe, it. Maybe yeah, couldn't have it done would, it. It would have been too too distracting. Yeah. Um. So the, the smileys in that case would have been really nice as a sort of you mm-hmm. know communication shortcut that you don't have to look too much on your phone to Absolutely. sort of still convey your feelings. Um. But that didn't quite work. And maybe being able to write something short, uh, that could mm. also be on the top. Maybe just. A- few words honestly you know no long essays here but just something short like wow oh my god can you believe it oh i love that outfit i don't know things like mm, super sh- mm. some some super short sentence uh, would also have been nice to to again like reduce the amount of looking up and down and up and down up and down <laughs> um so it's not it's not quite there yet so i, I i'd say try it out but expect maybe a a so-so experience when it comes to the whole communication thing. But it might still mm. be fun to just try it because I mean we're living in a in a weird time when it comes to hanging out and doing yes. things like that. So it <laughs> you know, try it. It might work for you, is what I'm trying to say, mm. I guess. Yeah, and I mean the syncing uh, between us in the film were, there were no problems with that. So um. yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we are we are uh, we are ready for for holiday special now. <laughs> we are um, primed and ready. Now we know why we love Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. We, we've we've co- covered all of that ground. So now we just need to roll out the holiday special. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And have um, a feast. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I I have also not watched it uh, like you, but I have seen clips from it, so I also yeah. kind of know what to expect. We, we, we know <laughs> we know what we're getting into. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep an open mind. I'll keep an open mind because who knows? I mean, the uh, the quality will watch this in is is probably absolutely horrendous, but maybe there's still some holiday joy and a, a big warm heart in this and you can overlook all the trash <laughs> who knows who knows well, <laughs> i'm i'm mostly thinking that uh, you know um, there's a scene with uh, jefferson starship in it and i like jefferson starship so i'm looking forward to that it, it, it'll be interesting to say what what you have to say <laughs> After looking forward to that, so we'll see. Well, you know, it's it's Grace Slick. I I I enjoy listening and seeing Grace Slick. So that that will be. Uh, can't wait! Can't wait fine. to hear. <laughs> uh, yeah, listener. I I mean, if if uh, look at ho- holiday special as well, and uh, we can all rejoice in this holiday time and and hold uh, hold each other's hands as we do this. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, holiday special, as uh, you might be aware of, has never been officially released. So all that is out there are uh, copies that were recorded the one and only time it was broadcast on television <laughs> uh, from uh, 1978. So, uh, yeah, tune in and see us, uh, or, or no, not see us, listen to us <laughs> as we discuss holiday special in two weeks. Uh, but before that, if you have seen Star Wars or the Star Wars holiday special, uh, we want to know what you think. So you can go to our Facebook page at StarCrash Podcast, where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes. Uh, and we also have an Instagram account if that's more your jam. So uh, check that out as well. Uh, and yeah, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye. Bees in his library. Confound it, madam. My language is most controlled. I say we take off and nuke the entire siphon order. It's the only way to be sure. In a thousand years, Gondahar was destroyed. A thousand years ago, Gondahar will be saved. The spice extends life. Silent breed is people!